Welcome to Hashtag Influencer. I'm the host, Sherry Langbert, and this show covers influencer marketing from a brand agency and creator perspective. Some people make this world a better place, and today's guest, Deepa Prasad, is one of them. Deepa acts as the brand and content marketing director at Feeding America. Feeding America is a U.S.-based nonprofit organization that is a nationwide network of more than 200 food banks that feed more than 46 million people through food pantries, soup kitchens, shelters, and other community-based agencies. Hi, Deepa. Welcome to the show. Hi, Sherry. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for joining us. We have a lot to talk about today, so I'm excited to get started. I know that you've worked at some of the most prestigious advertising agencies and would love to just start by kind of going in the Wayback Machine and understanding how you got into the advertising space. And so, yeah, feel free to share with us. Great. So I grew up in India and uh, I used to watch a lot of ads uh, as a young adult. And um, I would talk to my parents and my family members about how brands use creativity to sell their products. I know it's a little nerdy, but I would love to kind of talk about how they use different ways. And that actually kind of led me to pursue, you know, economics in, in undergrad. And I did my master's in mass communication at Boston University for my grad program. And then ultimately that led me to work in advertising uh, field. And uh, I think it kind of takes together business strategy, creativity, and human behavior, which excites me overall. And then after graduation, I actually got an opportunity to work at Ogilvy and Mather in New York. And, and then it was no looking back. That is amazing. So tell us about the work you did. Were you there at Ogilvy? How many years? What type of work? Did you do anything with influencers? Yeah, so I was with Ogilvy for like, I would say three years. I did one in Chicago, a little bit in Chicago, and then I also did in New York. So at that time, early in my career, influencer marketing was not something that people really kind of engaged in. They would be celebrities that people would like kind of work through, but it was yeah. not necessarily like trusting like everybody else, it, you know, like building relationships with someone on social. Social was still kind of coming up a little bit. And I feel like... My focus was mostly on brand advertising. So we created a lot of integrated campaigns and, and that kind of helped drive specific business objectives. And I worked on some of the, I guess I should say, I was, I was for, I'm fortunate to have worked on some of the really great American brands, including Kool-Aid, Capri Sun. Um, awesome. We worked on McDonald's, Firestone Tires. I also did Marlboro. So I've been fortunate. So I'm glad that you know, I was able to work on some really great brands that you know has helped me kind of stick around in this field. And I enjoy it. That's very exciting. I know our whole team, whenever anyone is in a sluggish mood, they're like, or something's upsetting. It's French fry time at McDonald's. So people are just like, I'm going. And like, so our icon that we use internally is a potato. Oh, yeah. So how did you go from that to one of the biggest nonprofits and, you know, spearheading everything? So food has has always been my passion. And uh, one of the things growing up is we always ate food at the table. We would talk about what the next meal was and, you know, where we would get this food from. We also talked about inviting people over and we would also do in terms of what are we growing in our garden? So it was a very integral part of uh, of my 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 youth and one of the key things that you know as a family my parents always instilled in me was food connects people 
eat your fruits and veggies. It's the most important thing. And then <laughs> lastly, never waste food. That is one thing that's deeply instilled in me. So what happened was after I worked on the corporate side for many years, working on, as, as I mentioned, many food brands, I decided to con- use my experience for an organization that, that focuses on food and also kind of has a social purpose. And uh, I was so fortunate to have got this opportunity of Feeding America. And my last job previously was working at McDonald's, which also kind of is similar in terms of how they set up as franchisees. The Feeding America network is also set up with like different food banks who are their own entities. So that kind of helped me kind of translate some of my passion that I had for food, as well as my experience, uh, which is something that uh, I'm so grateful um, every day that I wake up. I'm so grateful that I can even make a small little difference. Uh, helping people. Yeah, it's helping. And I I live the franchise world. It's not an easy one because I used to work at Weight Watchers and whoo. <laughs> so for those tuning in, tell us Feeding America, what's the mission? What's the goals, purpose, more about the organization? So Feeding America's overall vision is an America when no one is hungry. We always talk about this. We, we want to be out of business. Uh, we want everybody in the United States to have food. And I think that's so important. We work with many food banks, a network of food banks, over 200 of them. And then also 21 statewide associations, as well as 60,000 food pantries and soup kitchens uh, around the country. So it's a pretty wide network of, of, of in the system itself. And then one of the key things about the mission also is food rescue. So we want to make sure that, you know, whatever, wherever there's food, we want to connect with people who are facing hunger. So that also is a critical part part of our mission. We also make sure that we advocate for legislation so that we have enough programs. So we have enough programs to support people facing hunger. And lastly, what we also do is make sure that we really kind of talk about the systemic issues and why people face hunger, uh, because food insecurity is dependent on a lot of different things. Somebody might, you know, have a full-time job and then all of a sudden they don't have a job and then they are, you know, look for assistance. So that's something that is such an important thing for our mission. Well, thank you for everything that you're doing. And so tell us about some of the milestone. Like I know that there's big milestone months and events that you focus on. Do you want to touch on those a little bit? Sure. So one thing that uh, we do is we need to always drive awareness for the issue of hunger. Uh, it's all year round. Because one of the key things is even though we might have some pulse periods, hunger is is always there. So we don't want people to forget. It's also hidden. So we want to make sure that we continue to generate awareness throughout the year. And then in addition to that, we do have some key periods that we do our marketing campaigns on. Summer hunger is a very critical time. This is when a lot of kids don't have access to uh, meals because schools are closed. I just have to pause. Like, I don't think people realize that. I think people just associate summer with sun and fun and they don't think like, wait a minute, like they're not in the schools and these kids are not. Yeah. Yeah. So that's something that we, we, we definitely focus on. And then the other area that we focus on is September, which is hunger action month. And this is actually a program marketing program. It's a pillar to drive awareness and uh, inspire action among anybody who want to support the issue. It's the public, it's the network of food banks, it's uh, celebrities, it's anybody who's in the leaders here volunteers, any supporters. So that is something that we do. And then the third pillar that we focus on is giving, which is basically during the holidays, which is what pretty much a lot of people uh, feel that they, they want to give towards certain causes. But one thing I do want to say that, you know, having something across the year is so critical because you want to build awareness so that when the giving time comes, the people will remember the organization they want to support and then are able to support it. Yeah. And it's hard when it all happens at the holiday and everyone's, you know, kind of going forward. 
So we've been living through very, you know, I keep saying like this, it just crazy time. How have you been impacted and how have all the, you know, local, I guess I'll call them franchisees been impacted and and, and the American public been impacted by COVID? I mean, it is, the pandemic was, was hard, but I also want to say that we also received a lot of support across so many different sectors from different corporations, from the food industry, from big donors, as well as the government. So everybody kind of came together. And as things are slightly moving back, people think that the lines are gone and, you know, people are going back to work, but that's not still the case. You just don't see the lines. It's inside buildings. And the reason a lot is to do with what you just mentioned is a lot of impacts because of inflation rising. And if you look at it, Feeding America is also in that. And the network of food banks is also you know, impacted by all of this, all of things that are happening in general. Seven in 10 Americans live paycheck to paycheck. So what happens is that when suddenly something kind of an, un, an unfortunate circumstance happened, then they basically lose their job and then they have to reach out to assistance. So a lot of times the pandemic, obviously the pandemic has kind of created a big, huge issue, but people were facing hunger even before the pandemic. So mm-hmm. it's just exaggerated the whole thing. So we need to continue to work with communities, our food banks that continue to work with everyone. And, and we need supporters across all levels to kind of be a part in this movement to end hunger. And then the rising inflation, explain for someone who doesn't understand how it's going to impact like the same $10, like explain that to everyone. Yeah. So one of the ways we also, from a Feeding America network of food banks, we also do is we buy food. We buy fresh. We, we are so fortunate with some of our wonderful you know, corporate donors who give us a lot of food. But in addition, we also have to supplement because it's a huge big need in there. So because of that, we actually are going and buying food in the open market. So obviously, if the price is, is huge, then that impacts us. And also another key area is transportation. And that is something like how we move food from one place to the other. So with rising fuel costs, that impacts transportation. So all of these things, even though it, 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 you might think does not impact, you know, a nonprofit, a nonprofit, it does in a, in a large way. Right. right. And so talking about how a nonprofit is impacted, like, what are some of the biggest challenges you have when it comes to marketing? Yeah. So one of the main things about hunger in general is just the whole, like there's a lot of negative stigma about hunger. When someone is facing hunger, they may have made some bad decisions or, you know, things like that in that people think about, you know, they should go get a job and things like that. But people don't understand that many of the people who come to our food banks or our pantries for food actually have, it's just that they don't have enough to, you know, make ends meet. And what happens is that a majority of uh, the budget, a lot of the budget goes towards food in a household. So when you see like pricing, uh, price increases in grocery items, that impacts a family right away. And then they have to actually go and, you know, potentially have to get assistance to be able to make ends meet. So that is something that a lot of people don't connect. And I think it's something that we need to continue telling that story and build empathy. And I think that is the key thing for us from a marketing perspective is how do we build empathy for the people facing hunger? How do we kind of show that compassionate side? Because I think a lot of, there's a lot of decisiveness in the, in, in America right now. So how do we kind of make sure that we continue to, you know, treat people for what the circumstances that they have and give a little bit more compassion and empathy for, for, for everyone. And I think that is something we continue to do through our storytelling and continue to do through our marketing to make sure that we build on that. And, and because once you have empathy uh, for someone, then you are more likely to support. There's some sort of personal connection and you're more likely to support. 
I know that we saw the campaign that you did with the Legos and the light bulbs, and I thought it was brilliant. I don't remember the name of the campaign, so forgive me. But could you just, because I think it just was so impactful. Can you talk about that a little bit? Sure. So it's called Food Shouldn't Be an Impassable Choice campaign. We actually launched it last year for Hunger Action Month in September. And as I mentioned, Hunger Action Month is our pillow marketing campaign that basically we help drive awareness. We also inspire action among anyone who wants to support the issue of hunger. So during that time, we wanted to create a campaign, a promotional campaign for the month and really bring in new supporters who may not be as familiar with some of the things that people facing hunger have to go through. So with this campaign, what we wanted to do is we wanted people to kind of stop and think, oh, wow, this is something that I don't, I'm not facing, but someone else might be facing. So these, it, it's a visual treatment, a metaphor that we used where basically just show that a daily meal, when you're thinking about a daily meal for someone who's not facing hunger, you're thinking about, oh, where do I eat? What do I cook? Versus someone who's facing hunger has to make the difficult or impossible choice between food and other necessities, very critical necessities. Like healthcare, healthcare. electricity. Exactly. And, and medicine food or medicine. So what we did with this campaign, we actually kind of did a, a little bit creative way of showing an egg carton, but instead of eggs in the carton, we had bulbs. And then instead of in a toaster where we had bread, we would actually have a prescription. And then instead of, you know, a hot breakfast, we would actually have Legos, in the shape of breakfast steaming. So just, to, and the whole uh, idea for this campaign was for people to stop and think and then hopefully, you know, create you, and do something about it. You see the egg carton and you're like, wait a minute, like what, why is there? Yeah. So it was brilliant. Thank you. I know that that was on social. And so I guess my question is, you know, how has social helped, social media helped and how do you leverage social media for the organization? Yeah. Social media is an interesting avenue. I think the pandemic has changed a lot with regards to what's the role of social media. Gone are the days where people just post pictures. You know, now people expect brands to do much more. They want brands to have a say. They want brands to have a point of view. So that's how Feeding America has also evolved. And we've started to, you know, talk about certain issues and, and call it out as it's supposed to be and, and make sure that, you know, we, we make sure, especially a lot of injustice that are happening and that impacts the people we serve. So we want to make sure that our community and our voice, you know, a way that keeps people at the center of everything that we do. And are there channels like that are stronger for you? Like would Instagram be better for you? Like I, you know, than TikTok or Facebook is better. I mean, I know that for what I see is so many people on their birthdays now, which I didn't see years ago was please donate for my birthday. Are there things like that, that, you know, that you're looking for that work better or that you utilize to help create awareness? Yeah, so we actually use all uh, in different ways. So there's always because what our whole objective is we want to reach people where they are. Because I think that's what social media does. It, it actually, a lot of people hear about a brand or an issue first on social media or through a friend on social media. So what we're trying to do is reach people where they are and bring in new supporters. So depending on what the strategy is, we actually connect with them on Instagram or Facebook or our, our, our Twitter or you know LinkedIn, depending on you know what the objective of, of our, our, our messaging is. With TikTok, we actually have worked with a lot of corporate partners. We don't have a oh. presence per se, but we do work with our corporate partners and also with TikTok to make sure that we continue to have conversation with, with that audience because that's a really important audience because, you know, there's there's media has it has evolved a lot. You have the traditional media, which we continue to, you know, make sure that we get as much awareness off using, using television, radio and print and all of that. But we also want to have conversations of where people are as well, a, a more of a two-way conversation. And that's something that we continue to do and, and evaluate and, and, and reach people. 
And then that kind of leads me to the next inquiry, which is my passion area is influencer. So, you know, I know a lot of celebrities are probably involved with your organization. Are you, do you work with celebrities? Are you working with influencers? So we actually have, we've been fortunate to have members of the entertainment council that support our mission. They have a huge following. So they actually use um, their platform to help support our cause, which is wonderful. And it's, it's basically what they use their platforms is, is connect with issues that are uh, near and dear to them. And a lot of times our people in the entertainment council, they actually do media opportunities. They volunteer at food banks. They also help with legislation if necessary. They also talk about, you know, they, they do different kinds of donated media or different kinds of earned opportunities. So we try to leverage them as much as possible. And we've been for, they don't get paid, they're volunteers. So that's wonderful. And Amazing. we continue to engage them as much as possible. And as you can see, there's a lot of people on our entertainment council who have been, uh, part of our mission. And then are there any, like, whether it's your past or your present, are there any like standout campaigns leveraging celebrities or influencers that really made an impact or, you know, kind of shifted your perception of this, of this space? Yeah, we actually just uh, did a celebrity PSA campaign uh, with Connie Britton and Shanola Hampton recently. So it is it was we were so fortunate to have both of them lend their voice as well as be able to you know talk to a wider audience. And I, we've been fortunate to be able to work with different celebrities and and many of them also help you know do volunteer events and try to engage their audience to come and and fight be a part of the fight to end hunger. So in terms of non celebrity, we're starting to work a little bit in that space with regards to influencer marketing. We just are slowly dabbling in the space of, you know, working with diverse influencers who are reaching millennial parents, because that's our sweet spot right now. So we've started to kind of test a little bit with regards in that space, just to see, you know, these influencers have a trusted following. They've spent so much time building the brand. And it's sometimes nice to see how, you know, social brands can help connect with these influencers. They are the ones, you know, in the the, uh, market kind of talking to the audience and talking about different issues. So there is an opportunity for, for us and also many nonprofits to see how they can you know, continue to leverage that voice to reach a wider range of people. Yeah. And then some of the stuff that we do, because we feel like, you know, working with nonprofits, I mean, there's just so many influencers that at a certain point, they should be using their platform to help make this world a better place like you do. Yeah, thank you. I will say one of the key things that I've learned with influencers is also we got to, it's, it's a little bit of a balance because a lot of times when brands, they, they kind of own the content, right? They kind of own the content, they drive the content. That's not the case with influencers. We got to trust them a little yeah. bit. Um, it, it's it's, like it's they scary. Have, it is. It, it, they, they have the trusted voice and there's a huge opportunity. Uh, so how do we kind of make sure that we give them the little bit of the reins at the same time, making sure that we work with certain influencers that share common values. And I think there are a lot of influencers out there. We just need to kind of continue to be open in that space and and work with different people. And I think it also helps us with like reaching diverse. And I think that is something that- um, Geolocations, like, you know, people in different parts or, you know, you can turn something on if there's a market that really needs support or a group or a community that really needs support. That's correct. Absolutely. Well, thank you. I'm going to ask for everyone listening in, how do we find you on social, your website as the first next question? 
Yeah, absolutely. So you can basically go to everyone here can go to feedingamerica.org. And one of the key things I will say that hunger is a solvable issue. There's a because a lot of times, you know, people feel like it's so big that they don't know where to start. This is a solvable issue. There's a lot of food out there in the United States that we can definitely make sure that it goes in the hands of people who need it. And I, I encourage your viewers to definitely go and uh, check out the website, follow us on social and, and, and be involved and get involved. You can learn about the issue. You can share on your social channels. Um, if you want to advocate, we have a lot of different ways on how you can advocate for us. Or you can actually look for, we have a Find a Food Bank on our website that you can connect with your local food bank and hopefully sign up for some volunteering opportunities. And I think that is something that you can, you know, that a lot of people do. Volunteers are a very critical part of our, our mission. So we want people to join us as much as possible. My last question, which I always ask is, you know, you could answer it. You could skip it. But name an influence. Name an influencer you love to follow, but hate to admit that you do. So I will say I love dogs. I uh, <laughs> it's my newfound passion. Seriously, if you look at it. So I have started to follow a lot of dog influencers. I spend a lot of time on dogs. <laughs> so funniest pups, paw aficionado, dog go delighted are some of the different influences that I follow. I don't want to admit too much because I do spend a lot of time on them. Um, we do too in this house. My son and I, we sit there, we scroll through on the, and that there's these dogs like with birds on their backs or yes. like a chicken and a dog. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting you say that I have a daughter who is eight years old and we, every time she comes back, she comes like, can we watch it again? And we just laugh. And I They're think hilarious. those are moments that are so important. Uh, and I just feel like oh, they're wonderful. We can learn so much from dogs. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Well, thank you so much for your time, for your contribution to, you know, again, everything that you're doing. It really means a lot to everyone. And we hope to continue to support you. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for joining us on this week's episode of Bowbox Hashtag Influencer. Visit podcast.bowbox.com to get additional insights and full transcript. You can find our podcast channel via Apple, Google, YouTube, and Spotify. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button today to stay up to date on the latest episodes.